0: Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Today, our special guest will be Carol Griever. And believe me, you don't want to miss this. Carol Griever is a recognized poet and nonfiction author glimpses her 2013 poetry collection won the top Colorado author's league prize her memoir turnings won 2017 honors as an authority on mixed orientation marriage she's interviewed on the Oprah Winfrey show good morning America Anderson Cooper 360 in the early show As posted in Amazon, Lipsis, the memoir of poetry, is listed as the archaeology of the soul, artifacts of a lifetime. This poetry connection is archaeology of the soul, exploring events and feelings to discern deeper truths. In gathering and refining poems written over many years, distinct lifetime stages emerge, each with particular interests and longings. Individual poems depict slices of time that illuminate vivid moments or mundane experiences to distill their insight. Crisis strikes, bliss surprises, humor heartens, mistakes chasten, and love heals. Forgiveness brings recovery, meditation serenity. The poems reveal deepened understanding with age and readers may find echoes of their own discoveries. Together, these poetic glimpses suggest the essence of a full life, edging to our conclusion with acceptance and peace. Unquote. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. It's great to have you here today, Carol. Thank you. It's just great to be with you, Lisa. Thank you. I've been reading your book, I've gotten as far as Bowie, and I'm finding it to be really, really good. I like it a lot. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm I'm glad you like it. This is Glimpses, a memoir and poetry
0: that you're reading, I believe. It is. It is. And it's, it's really um, something that I have thought about doing. And I'm just kind of in awe because you have so many poems in here and they're all, you know, really wonderful. And I thought, how long did it take you to write this? <laughs> a lifetime? <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I guess I've always been writing poetry, and so i I had um this book is the result of uh a lot of it is a result of a box of poems that I uh sort of rediscovered, and I spent a weekend going through them and i I'm thinking there are a lot of poems here, and I might be able to make a book and so that's sort of how it started and then I added new work um all along as i was developing it but um it was um it was published in 2012 but some of these poems were written goodness back in the back in the day for sure (laughs) when my children were young (laughs) and so on so it's kind of a it is a memoir it's it's uh, stages in a lifetime really
0: written from uh, a mature point of view Right. It's it's inter did you find when you went back in, in some of the older poems that that there was more editing to do based on what you've learned in oh my life? Goodness. Or-
1: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I edited all of them, but but the um the idea and the the emotion uh came back to me uh, as it was. For example, the ones that uh were about uh raising young children. I had two sons and and they were, uh, some of the poems relate to, uh, their, uh, stages and, and some of the things that they went through. Uh, amusement park, for example, um, typical trip. These, these were memories of things that, uh, my husband and I did with our children when they were very young. Um, and then it just sort of progresses. Up to current times through the book.
0: Okay. Now I did want to congratulate you. I did see that it won first place in the Colorado Authors League annual contest, and was that in 2012?
1: Yes. That's right. That's right. It was uh, right after it was published, and uh, it won the uh, first
0: prize. I was very pleased. Yes, that's wonderful. Now is this your first book of poetry? Uh not
1: exactly. I wrote in fact a few of the poems in Glimpses um were rewritten from an earlier uh chapbook that I had, but it mm-hmm. it was uh a number of years ago um in the early 80s that I that I wrote that and published it. Um but I found I found Poems that I could redo and put in this new newer work. Uh, but I hadn't I hadn't uh, written any
0: other uh, books of poetry before this. You do have quite a collection of other books as well. It was like looking at all the listing of books. I'm like, wow. <laughs> spend a lot, I, you spend I a think lot there are time seven writing. of them. <laughs>
1: I guess it, yeah, I guess I've always been a writer. I mean, I started as a journalism major and and decided I wasn't nearly tough enough to be a journalist. So I changed to English and um, ended up as an English professor teaching writing and poetry and and British lit. So it was, uh, that was my early, earlier career. Mm -hmm. But I was writing all along. I always have written.
0: Yeah. That's great. And about how much time do you think you spend on a given, say, week doing poetry, writing poetry, or other writing?
1: Lately, quite a lot. I'm I'm at home a lot more, <laughs> as you and everybody else would understand. Yeah. Um, during uh, I've I've really been prolific uh, with my writing during the pandemic, and so that's one good side of it, I suppose, if there is such a thing. Um, but uh, I'm isolated, and therefore I have time um, on my hands. And I have written a lot of, uh, of new work uh, just in the last few months. Um, I'm a part of a Zoom uh, meeting with two different group. Well, actually, one individual, my sort of writing buddy. And then, um, through the Rotary Club that I belong to, there, we have a little club within a club called Rotary Writers. And we meet every other week online and, you know, read what we have written. So that sort of, that motivates the, uh, uh all of us to, to keep at it. But, yes. but my writing buddy, Eleanor, um, Eleanor Hubbard, my good friend, uh, wrote a book along with mine, uh, with one of the books that I wrote. Um, And uh, so she would read to me and I would read to her what we
0: had produced each week.
1: And that really kept us both going, but it's so
0: helpful to have someone else to share with like that. It is. I have a writing buddy as well. And we, we um, go back and forth sharing. It's when you find that person that you're comfortable with, you know, sharing your, your raw stuff with, it's, it's a blessing. (laughs) Yes. And they make uh, good
1: suggestions. They say, I don't understand this piece or um, that, that word just doesn't seem right or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, But it it does help.
0: And um, I I value the input. I really do. Yeah. The, The poem almost life is something that I can relate to with the almost lives I have known and I'm sure others have experienced. I thought this poem spoke well to what it's like to almost get there to whatever life is to be. And the message I got from that was to cherish each and every day because we get this day what we get, that's what we have. And I just thought that that really hit home with me. Um, that, you know, about the about the two people, the, 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 the young girl and the young man who both died and um, Yes. I just wanted to say that really, that really touched my
1: heart. Well, that's uh, that was written at a time when I'm going to take a look at it in the book. Um, mm-hmm. That was written at a time when I was teaching um, at a small um, liberal arts university, and uh, the this young woman um, t- chose to confide in me. She was troubled, and and so on. And um, then, you know, she died. And it was it, it was just wrong, you know. <laughs> it was yeah. just shocking. Um, she kept talking about, well, she wanted children. She wanted a, a home and so on. She would come sit in my office and talk to me. But um, she had plans, but um, it didn't it didn't turn out, because she died very young. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Would so you like I'd, for me to read that poem?
0: I would love that.
1: Because I have it in front of me, and I haven't okay. explained it very well. But um, it relates to two different students that I that I had, both of whom died very, very young. Hmm. They were in, still in college. Almost hmm. Life. Cindy was a pretty girl with plans. University graduate, she'd marry in June. No freedom and fullness, career and kids. There will be time, she said. She counted days till she'd begin. A few weeks more of regimen and rights, great expectations till her almost life crashed with her car. Ben was another. I'll start to live after the dissertation. He drank wine, looked weary. I'll be there. I'll be through next week. He was. Stealthy leak in his heart ended another almost life. Almost life. Never shirk, do your work, wait till later to play, or just to die in almost life. Wow. That gives me chill bumps. I'm sorry. Just really. <laughs> it does me too every time I think about those those wonderful young people who didn't make it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite poem out of your book? I've got two or three, but um, uh, they relate uh, to later times. Um, A shorter one is uh, called Evergreen. And my chosen home is in Colorado. And I love walking around in the mountains and particularly um, at the change of seasons. And um, I have a poem here called Evergreen that I'll read. Okay. Sunday dawns bright on autumn aspens. Tender early light quickens clarity. Computer hum confines. Cozy walls close in. Pull on jeans and boots, escape to solitude, retreat to canyons where bracing breezes stir crisp October grass. Cross and recross dry four-mile creek. Hop on river rocks like the wary puma hidden above. Listen to silence, steep in sunshine alone but not lonely down in the draw a solitary pinion kneels to the earth in pose of devotion needle fingertips reach for the far bank bitter winter snows nearly broke its back but not quite the miracle is the tree didn't die. Bent double, scarred in submission, its roots survived. On the sun side, new limbs, green arms stretched up, reaching for light. A leader branch emerged fresh, rebirthed from roots of the old. Surprised by joy, alone, not lonely, bent, not broken, reborn, ever green.
0: Well, you know, that kind of brings to mind like a, a genealogy, you know, and how, how life goes on. And and you have the roots and you have the the, the fresh growth. Um you know, it just goes on and on through life, generation to generation. Mm-hmm.
1: That poem was, um, yes, that's right. And that particular uh, poem was written at a time when I had, uh, I, I was leaving a marriage, and living alone, and you know, trying to figure out where to go next. And it, I was encouraging myself with the idea that the those uh, roots don't die. You know, new growth comes. So that was the image that I saw there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But you you captured it well. Thank you. Did you have another poem for us?
1: Um, Yeah. uh, After that period of time, I took up um, whitewater canoeing as a (laughs) sport. And I, um, I, uh, with another, uh, good friend, uh, led some groups of women on these canoe trips on the, uh, rivers in Colorado and one in, uh, Wyoming. But my favorites were the two Colorado rivers, the Gunnison and the Colorado. And, um, I rode a lot while we were on those trips and, as, and afterward. With memories of these wonderful beautiful um places that that I had just seen and and the adventure of it and the, the you know sometimes the fear of it you get into rapids and you know it's it's uh, very exciting but at night uh in the in the evening we would camp uh in the canyons and um one particularly memorable um evening I wrote this poem and it was um, on the Gunnison near the Gunnison River it's called Quiet Time sitting like the Buddha in Dominguez Canyon I practice my heart's name grounded in rock and sky profound silence is broken only by river rush and canyon ran One seed juniper lays shaded greens on a dozen desert reds A distant totem guards this quiet enclosed by ancient sandstone walls <clears throat> By the st- by the stream below miniature cottonwoods try on autumn yellow lighting the cloudy day like spots of sun. Desert grasses dry to shades of gray, the rusty earth textured by last night's rain. All light is muted now as earth holds her breath waiting for winter. The rock that bears my weight Hosts colonies of microscopic life, creatures connected as I am to the whole, all precious, all one. In deep respect, I send lotus love to our home and all who share it. This heaven, this earth, this achingly beautiful life.
0: Oh, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the, the times when um, I used to go camping and it was so mm-hmm. quiet and I'd lay there and just take in the, the sounds of the night and just reconnect with nature. Uh, it's It's magical.
1: It really is. It brings you back to your true self, I think. Um, the Gunnison, I think, was my favorite, um, river. I love the Colorado too, but, um, and I, uh, on the Colorado River, uh, Canyon Wren were prolific. Um, it's a tiny little bird, but has most beautiful warbling song. And so I associate the Canyon Wren more with the Colorado River, but this uh, particular camp, site where we uh, nearly always stopped because it was so lovely and we could hike uh, up up the canyon and find quiet places just to sit down and contemplate. So that was a period of my life that was just magical to me. Right. I don't have the strength anymore to do that. <laughs> it's no hard to, to lift those canoes, <laughs> but it, but I really love
0: that that time. Yeah, yeah, I'm reminiscent of all the camping and and canoeing and different things I did in my younger years, and I'm glad I had mm-hmm. those memories. Uh, I don't think physically I could handle it anymore. But. Well, you, you sort of wear out the parts I think that, that <laughs> <Yes>. are
1: required, <laughs> like my shoulders, for example. <laughs> the but, last time, um, yeah,
0: yeah, the last time I I did a um I did a trip by myself um as I was transitioning mm-hmm. going through a divorce to I went to Maine and um they only had one canoe I could use there and it was really a big canoe and I spent a lot of time circles and but once I got out there you know the peacefulness that you know that I was able Mm -hmm. to to capture yeah it was Mm -hmm. worth all the trial (laughs) it's worth the work
1: I always thought so too (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely now is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share um
1: the the title of Glimpses, uh, this poetry book that we've talked about that I've read from, uh, is a memoir in poetry. And I, I think that uh, the writing that I've done, maybe this is true of, for others too, the writing I have done is about this passage through life. And as I'm in my older years, um, there's so many experiences that I look back on and they were um profoundly uh life changing and uh that's that's what i've written about um and so sometimes it's in the form of poetry and sometimes it's in the form of memoir i wrote um af- a- after my first husband came out as gay i wrote a, a book of recovery from that because it's it's shocking and you know it's difficult um and the title of that one was my husband is gay a woman's guide to surviving the crisis and it was a self, sort of a self-help book but it was also written to help other people recover from that recover from that experience which which is a major life crisis really um and then i followed that up with um a second book About long-term recovery because lots of people suffered from depression and other things and I co-authored that with with a psychologist that's called when when your spouse comes out a straight mates recovery manual so those are two books that were very topical um, but but memory quilt um, and glimpses and um, another memoir, Turnings: Reflections on a Conscious Life. Those are all just uh, autobiographical in a sense, but mostly uh, they're memoirs um, about uh, the adventures of a life, of a long life. So um, writing helps me to focus um, on what's real for me, what's important. And I guess that's why I just keep doing it. I can't stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I just can't imagine not writing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Nor I. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, um, do you have any other poetry you'd like to share?
1: This is a poem that was written um where the Sea of Cortez marries the Pacific Um, and I I took long walks on that beach Um, it was rocky and um, rough and I would walk from the hotel where I was staying down uh, to this mammoth uh, rock formation that was like the it was the end of that piece of land and it felt like the end of the earth (laughs) so um, I titled this this poem, Finisterra, where the sea of Cortez marries the Pacific, melding waters on this Sunday shore. Foamy tide climbs to its higher shelf, washes my bare legs, eases, erases footprints of earlier walkers. A brilliant sun flexes muscles stronger here than in my mountain home <clears throat> this sensuous feast awakens every cell quickens my spirit to see beyond mere eyes walking to the point i admire precise herringbone patterns drawn in the sand by the reaching tide fluid fabric washes flat then emerges again as weaver waves retreat. Abundant life shining out like glints of sun dancing from here to the flat line where sea meets sky. This morning at daylight charter boats armed with monster poles to hook blue marlin paraded Past this same beach, converged at Cabo's pier, and swallowed macho warriors who pay to kill. Humbler fisher folk stand in the surf, casting long lines to reel in a writhing prize. Mexican natives, simpler still, work only with line, hook, and weight clinging with bare feet to high granite at the far end of the beach. Stalking Jack Cavell for tonight's table. Smaller dramas play out at my feet. Tiny crabs dig instant dens, sucking sand behind them in perfect round pits. So many of them After a wave, the beach bubbles like pudding in a pot, pouring nutrients into blind mouths. Another wave, tiny mullet wash up too far, stranded like driftwood, wide eyes stare into space as silver slivers flop and gasp, drowning in air. Moved. I pick them up, toss them back to their wet haven, breathe easier myself. But two large crabs scuttle past into the fringe of foam, taking breakfast. Token rescues don't matter. Creatures live their karma to feed waiting crabs or flocking vultures or other appropriate. Predators. This is a beach buffet for true natives and always has been. I walk more slowly toward the point, pondering fate. Twenty feet from shore, a lone pelican performs his death defying dive, crashing like kamikaze to gulp his breakfast prey. The point looms now. Finisterra, land's end, end of the earth. What dark beast waits in shadows of rocks or smiles in innocent sunlight to feast on this flesh? What ocean of wisdom will take me and to what end? Wow. That's kind of a that's kind of a grim poem, but
0: well, I, <laughs> I liked thought the imagery <laughs> worked. <laughs> yes, it's not kind of look at pudding boiling it's quite the same again. No, I think you <laughs> did a lot of great energy there.
1: Um, I I just wrote down what I saw that morning. It was it was um, a particularly busy morning in nature <laughs> and i was able to observe it closely and it, it, it made a big big difference
0: yes well carol i want to thank you so much for coming on here today and i don't have a car to give away like oprah does but um <laughs> i don't suppose you won one the day you were on there right uh, no, I didn't. <laughs>
1: no, that was, that was about the, the, my husband is gay book. It made a big splash mm-hmm. because it had, it was sort of a new topic at that time, which was sure. a number of years ago. But anyway, that yeah. it was my, my, uh, well, just an experiment in human nature and all kinds of other things.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Well, you know, I I really am an Oprah fan, so (laughs) kudos (laughs) for being on Oprah. Oh, thanks. Well, it was exciting. That was an exciting trip to New York, I must say. Well, thank you so much for your your time. I know you're very busy, um, but I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you would like to be on the podcast, please send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com. Put podcast on the subject line. Thank you, and you have a wonderful day. Bye bye.